Hi, I'm Dan Boyd. I'm Kimmy Zeiler. St. Ignatius of Loyola said, Out of gratitude and love for him, Jesus Christ, we should desire to be reckoned fools. We're seeking to discover Christ in everything, from the banal to the sublime, and this is Fools, fools for, for Christ. Christ. Good afternoon, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Hope everybody's doing well today. So, the topic is very fitting for a purely radio show because <laughs> Kimmy and I are going to be talking about listening and the this has a, a very specific context um, because Kimmy just went through her first year of training to be a spiritual director and has a whole new appreciation for what it means to listen to others um, but we'll also talk about what it means to listen in prayer and just as uh, good friends listening to other people and yeah. how to make sure that you don't hijack conversations and allow God to work through you as you're listening to people, especially when they're uh, maybe asking for advice or sharing problems, that kind of thing. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, this was a huge, uh, a striking thing to me while I was away for those two weeks um, <clears throat> because it I, the first time I tried to listen well to someone after we like learned all this stuff, uh, I did pretty miserably, and uh, it just it struck me as I have so much farther to go right. with truly listening well to the person in front of me. Um, I think I tried too hard. I think that was my problem. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like to try too hard to listen. I mean, it's almost that kind of. I mean, it immediately jumps. I'll jump back to prayer. I feel like sometimes we. We think we have to try really hard to pray. And yeah. I, I get this image of someone like clenching their fists and kneeling and almost like squeezing their eyes tightly shut. <laughs> uh, and it's almost like the they try so hard that they lose track of what they're actually doing. Yeah. Um, was that a little bit of what like you were trying so hard to listen that you didn't listen? Well, I think I was trying so hard to listen that I grabbed on to things that were not important. Okay. And um, if I had just, like, I was getting in the way of the Holy Spirit I because see. I was trying so hard right. rather than just allowing um, the Holy Spirit to do his thing and for me to listen and um, key into what he was doing in the life of the person in front of me. So that, I guess, is the, <clears throat> that's the goal of the spiritual director, not to have, say, it's not someone who's got this wealth of knowledge and, you know, right. the, um, like some guru of spirituality who can tell you the right steps to to take and then you'll yeah. reach you know level 10 master wisdom well yeah with, with this method of spiritual direction okay, gotcha. so Maybe there are some other methods right. of spiritual direction that might be a little bit different but this is the evocative contemplative version or method um, and so it really is all about listening to what the other person's saying reflecting back to them what they said okay encouraging them um there's healing that might take place and um eventually you're essentially you're listening to the way that god is working in that person's life and you're pointing that out to them okay and you're saying this was the grace that you were praying for do you see now how that happened so really in trying to think of a, of a good analogy here. Um, but I mean, I guess maybe it doesn't even need one. You're just listening to what God is doing in their life. Mm -hmm. And what strikes me is that sometimes we can, 
we are the the most blind to what God is doing in our own life, but yes. we're very able to see it in others. Mm-hmm. So is it kind of taking advantage of that objective perspective? Yeah, it's taking, yes, and pointing out to them when they are using, like, feeling words. Um, so that tends to be an indicator of what God is doing. Okay. You know, the Lord moves, <laughs> you know, so the Lord by its fruits, right. right? And so if you're looking for the fruits of the Holy Spirit, um, you know that that's where God is moving. That's where he's working. Um, whereas other emotions come into play when there's tension there okay. um, between what God is calling you to and where either you're, you are or what someone else's influence on you or, you know, what other things, whatever might be there. Um, so you're listening to that as well, to the emotions that the other person is expressing, the feelings. So why am I... Thinking back to my own experience growing up, I I don't know where I picked it up, but I, I feel like there's a bit of suspicion of one's feelings. And people are <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, the spiritual life is not about feelings. Okay. And yeah. on the one hand, like I've come to, to recognize that's not true. Um, like you just said, you will know the, the spirit by its fruits. Um, and I would say if you read scripture, if you read the writings of the saints, um, even though they'll say, you know, that there's not, uh, the goal of the spiritual life is not pleasure. Mm-hmm. They're certainly not devoid of, of, uh, I mean, like just the presence of God is going to fill you with joy and, and some kind of satisfaction and pleasure. Um, any, any quick thoughts on like the, the proper balance between not over spiritualizing your emotions, but not bearing the emotions as well? Um, human emotions are human they're a natural response to something. And so we can use them as indicators to what is happening and what, um, what God is doing in you, Mm -hmm. but they're not the end all be all. And so when someone says the religion is not about feeling something, that's more of what they're meaning. Like you're not practicing your faith in order to be always in this ecstasy before the Lord. Right. Right. You're not doing it for those high powered mountaintop experiences as good as those are and as important as those are for your faith life. That's not the ultimate goal to be in that state of feeling. The ultimate goal is to be doing the Lord's will. Gotcha. And so um, the emotions are more like indicators, like signposts on the highway of whether or not you're going in the right direction. Um and they, sh- but they show you more about yourself. So the sign, they're not really pointing you in the right direction. That, that's, they're pointing you to what's going on in you so that you can go in the right direction. I see. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does. That's, I think that's a, a very helpful distinction there. So to, I guess to start with, like when you're listening with someone or when you're, when you're sitting down with someone in spiritual direction, what are you, what kind of, atmosphere what kind of uh, relationship are you trying to cultivate with that person you're trying to develop one of encouragement and trust so the two main things that we are all struggling with is the feeling a lack of love or a lack of trust and those two deficiencies are um are the things that the spiritual director Um, or the person listening really needs to take into account when they're trying to be empathetic 
okay. and really listen to the other person. So you're trying to cultivate um, an experience, <laughs> a relationship where the other person knows that they are loved and can trust what's happening there and the dialogue that's occurring. Gotcha. So that really going back to the original sin, Adam and Eve not trusting that God had, had really promised and willed their good. Mm-hmm. So they, they fear that they're not loved and yeah. uh, perfect. So, <laughs> um, uh, so that's, that's really ultimately um, that happens when someone's listening to you well. Okay. Because they know that they're, um, what they're saying isn't worthless. <laughs> and they know by seeing that someone else trusts them, they can start to trust themselves too. Can you say that again? By, knowing, by seeing that someone else is trusting them right. to make their decisions in their life, mm-hmm. they can start to trust themselves too. And gotcha. the decisions that God is calling them to and, and what steps they need to take to move forward. Gotcha. It's almost like a, an interesting vicarious trust where like someone else does it for you and that gives you the power to do it on your own. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it's, like I can see instantly, yeah, that would work. Like that's probably one of the only ways that many people start trusting to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some people I think have, have great confidence in themselves to do things, but then there's others. Actually, this is something that I, I probably deal with a good bit is feeling like I can't do something, so I never start it. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then when other people will, will kind of instill that confidence in me by reaffirming their trust in me, mm-hmm. then I'm willing to jump into it and uh, find, oh, I was wrong. They were right. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then with, with love, it's only when you know that you're loved that you're able to take care of the stuff that's inside of you that okay. needs to be worked out um, and see clearly the path moving forward. Gotcha. In spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like... Or if someone's giving you advice, like you're not, you're just not going to receive anything the other person says if you feel unloved. Right. You know? So to, to draw, let's say a, a medical analogy, if you were worried about the doctor, um, you wouldn't, you're not going to let him do anything to you. Right. Um, so that would be your concern over whether or not that doctor was good would be this kind of analogous to the idea of love. And that's when, if we doubt God's goodness, mm. we're going to doubt that he loves us and we're not going to let him do anything in our own life. Yes. And so one of the goals of spiritual direction then is to, so I'm, I'm actually learning a lot about this because <laughs> I've like, I've participated, but only on the other end. So I never, ever really under understood and I've been okay with not understanding because I like the results, but I've never understood <laughs> the, um, kind of the, the mindset of the spiritual director only yeah. as the directee. Um, but the goal then is to kind of remove that, that fear that the father doesn't love you um and once you know he does then you're willing to let him move in you and and... yeah and i i don't think that that goal is unique to spiritual direction i think that goal is pretty much teaching the faith yeah in general you know (laughs) because i mean you're a teacher you know you're campus minister so you know um that in order for your students to receive anything from you they have to first believe that for them to receive anything about God from you, you mm-hmm. have to first believe that God wants their good. Right. Because who wants to listen to a God who is vengeful or um, destructive or whatever false conceptions we have of God? Right. That I would say the 
we're in an age of skepticism, perhaps unlike any other. Mm-hmm. But one of the the interesting benefits of the way people view the world now is we are. I don't know if it's a benefit actually, but we're people aren't afraid of going to hell. Um, and it was, I think there's something to be said for having a healthy fear of offending the Lord. Um, but I think one of the things that opens the door to is having a conversation about what the purpose of Christianity really is. And it's not just preventing you from going to hell. And if you're only, if, I mean, if your primary thing is you're petrified about going to hell, so you do the bare minimum to get into heaven, that's not really the heart of Christianity. Mm. The heart of Christianity is, is the heart of God and having mm. a relationship with the Father. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would, if someone wants to become a better listener, whether it's in spiritual direction or just having a friend come to you and seek advice, what steps can you take? Okay, so, well, <laughs> my... Okay, the disclaimer is that I have been through a whole two weeks of learning about this, so (laughs) that does not make me an expert at all. Um, But one of the things that I discovered while I was there was we had to, I had to let go of um, me while I was listening to the other. And so I had to figure out what was going on inside of me. so that I wouldn't get in the way. So uh, I've shared before on the podcast that my mom died when I was very young. So let's say if that was um, something that I hadn't really dealt with and something that like brought me back to being upset about my mother's death, and let's say the person in front of me was talking about their mother dying, I'm immediately going to go to my feelings about my mother's death and apply that to the other person. Right. And so I'm only going to hear them telling me what I feel about my mom's death rather than listening to what they are actually going through in their circumstance. So I have to deal with my stuff and make sure my stuff isn't going to be affecting the conversation I'm having with the other person. Gotcha. And that's why you've got a three-year spiritual direction program to allow (laughs) you that time to, to work through that. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just, so you've got the two-week intensive sessions, and then throughout the year, do you continue spiritual direction? You continue spiritual direction with a director, so I, I'm a directee. Okay. Um, and then, so in between the first and the second session, they advise you to take your 30-day or the 90th meditation, which is the 30-day and 30 weeks. Um, and then between the second and the third, you do a practicum. So you're um, spiritual directing someone for 16 weeks. Okay with a supervisor gotcha all right so is the supervisor there with you when you you do no, it or? okay no, you no, just no. report back to them and, yeah okay and yeah. they'll kind of be like and right. it's confidential it's still confidential yeah, so you're yeah. not even sharing the details of what happens but more of the am i following the method well, right right so this is this has uh some marks i would say of, of counseling and therapy and then some marks also of the seal of confession <laughs> and that you, like, you just never, and the church isn't holding you under, under pain of death, but, no. <laughs> um, but you, I'm sure you still take it that seriously. Yes. That you're just not going to reveal what yeah. people are going to share with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the really interesting things about the two weeks. One of the activities that we did was we would sit in a group of 10 and we would each take turns for about five minutes each sharing what was going on in our life. Cause we were praying for three hours every day 
three different scriptures. And um, that was like rocking our worlds, right? So we're all having these like beautiful, wonderful experiences in prayer. And, um, and then we're just sharing to the group of 10. And then no one says anything. Everyone just listens stoically without responding. Um, and then no one talks to you about it after. And so it was a very interesting experience because you got to see the way that the Lord was working in each of those 10 people throughout the two weeks. Cause we did that every day. Yeah. And you got to practice being quiet, cutting back your facial responses and expressions, which is a big deal for me yeah. <laughs> being with a background from theater. That's a, a big thing that I need to work on. Um, but then also, um, it just, you really were holding yourself accountable to actually listening to what the person was saying and paying attention to the different nuances of how they were expressing themselves. So by, and it seems to me that when you take yourself out of the equation, you kind of shut down the, like any kind of, uh, part of you that's thinking, how am I going to respond? What am I going to say? That frees up a lot of your mental attention to focus, okay, what is this person really saying? And then to listen really well. Mm-hmm. Um, is that kind of the, the idea? That's of the whole idea. The whole idea is to get out of the way of the Holy Spirit. Gotcha. And to allow the Holy Spirit to work and to move. Um, and so really I see it as a school of getting out of the way. <laughs> um, and making sure that you're keep taking care of all of your stuff so that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to work and move. So one of the things was once you're in a situation where there's dialogue, unlike the sharing groups that we had, um, then all you do is you reflect back. Okay. So instead of asking questions to keep the person talking, you reflect back what they said so that um, they have then the opportunity to clarify or to go deeper into what they've already said. Okay. And so you're repeating back either keywords that stick out to you as like, that's where the Lord's moving. Or you just hit a truth bomb right there. Let me repeat that back to you. (laughs) Or um, that was a lie that you're believing. I want to repeat that back to you so that you can be aware and acknowledge that. Um, And then the questions really, when you ask someone a question, all you're doing is derailing their story. So, um, I mean, there are certain questions that can be helpful. Right. But... Ultimately, you want them to feel open and share. Um, and very frequently, the questions will create a, I'm the one with the answers and you're the one listening for the answers. I see. So like, if I'm asking a question, it gives the impression that like, I, I know the answer to the question. And you're just waiting for me to reveal the answer. Yeah. So you kind of, you're, rather than allowing them to kind of explore the horizon of their, their spiritual experience Mm -hmm. and really be free to, to almost report back to you accurately, this is what the Holy Spirit's doing. You kind of, it's almost like you build a railroad track through their story and be like, no, you're going to stick on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of fun coming up with that image. I'm like, (laughs) I can can use a railroad. (laughs) Um, that was a good one that was a great one so do we want to do we want to practice this a little bit and just kind of show people what it would look like uh sure now again disclaimer 
I might be terrible at it. Okay, gotcha. but we're gonna we're gonna try it out and see if I can stick to it. Let's let's do it wrong first. Okay. So uh, I apologize in advance, Dan, for not listening to you well. Okay. And for shutting you down as you're sharing this story with me. Okay. Are you prepared for that? I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it will probably sound rude, but that's it's on purpose. Uh, and real quick, I want I want to kind of go back over and uh, correct something I said. I uh, I said it's a little bit good that people aren't afraid of going to hell. I certainly don't mean or don't mean to say that it's uh, it's good that people don't think they're going to go to hell. Um, it'd be hard to understand a reason for Christianity if hell weren't a reality. Uh, I only meant to say that um, if when people are not so afraid of the wrath of God, it opens them up to um, mm, to a yeah. lot of freedom in their relationship. And so I think we can, as Christians, we can we can very boldly trust in the love and the and the forgiveness of God. Uh, and the to me, the the perfect thing or the best thing to be afraid of is not hell, but of offending an infinitely good God, which is mm. really I mean, it's the text of the act of contrition. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to our our. Intro. <laughs> All right. So thanks, Sam. No problem. What I'm, so the thing that I'm uh, thinking about a lot right now that's weighing on me. Okay, is, so we're beginning. Yeah, we're, um, is I'm on my last week of leave, so I got some time off. Since. So you're starting on Monday again? I'm so, yeah, I'm starting <laughs> next Monday. Um, and uh, so my wife and I adopted a baby and. What's got, her name? Her name is. Kiara, after mm. Blessed Kiara, whose feast day was like, or memorial was yesterday. That's beautiful. Um, thanks. So uh, I only get a few more days with my little girl, and I, I want more time with her. Um, and I'm a little sad that I got to go back. And Oh, um, you've got to soak up every minute you can. I know, I know, yeah. So I've got, um, you know, it's hard not to, to think about all of the responsibilities because I, I don't want to go back on my first day. And immediately be overwhelmed with everything. So I'm fighting this temptation to to start looking at my email and trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to start doing now so that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, my feet hit the ground running when I come back on Monday. What um, kind of responsibilities are you waiting for you? We've got a retreat coming up that week, um, and uh, then there's a mission trip shortly after that, and then there's another mission trip in the spring, and um, I've got to start planning activities for the summer and. We've got a mass and a reconciliation service for the whole school there in early December that we got to start planning for, and uh, then just all the groups that are going on. I've got to kind of get caught back up with the students and find out what's happened with them in the last uh, six or seven weeks while I've been out, um, and just catch up with my friends and the people I work with and see how they're doing and, and what's been going on. So, well, it sounds like you just need to take it one thing at a time. I think I do, yeah. Okay. All right. That was done poorly. <laughs> yeah. So it, was, it was actually, like, you, it, I think if people could have seen my face, they would have laughed. It was really irritating to have you ask those <laughs> questions. And, I, like, Kiwi actually apologized to me in advance because she was like, this is going to be annoying. And it, I was prepared for it. It was still really annoying. I'm like, would you stop talking? And, let, like, you totally derailed me. I was, because, like, the, what was interesting to me, I'm realizing this now, is the thing that I wanted to talk about really changed very quickly and I was talking about things I didn't want to talk about exactly and I wanted to talk about time with my daughter and instead mm -hmm. I started talking about all of the things that I'm fighting from entering into my my mind right now which is work you know mm -hmm. I'm still off work so I don't need to be thinking about it um, but that was really where the conversation led yeah because um, I kept asking you questions for more details um, and so you went to those things rather than focusing on what 
was important about what you were sharing. Right. And okay, now granted, I purposely took away from what was important yeah, in this yeah. scenario to really highlight it, but um, that's what happens when we ask questions. And so, so frequently, um, we think I, I need to ask the question so I know the answer and can listen better and put it in context. But in reality, let the f- person finish talking and then ask them the question. Yeah. If you really need to ask it. Yeah. But it d- didn't matter that his daughter's name was Kiara or that he was starting Monday. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, what, like what I have to do when I get back. Because it's still going to be there when I get there, whether I'm talking about it now or not. Yeah. Those, th- those questions were not important enough questions that I... I didn't need to interject yeah. to your story. So I'm realizing now my own tendency to do that. Like I love, I'm, I'm super curious and I'm, I'm more than a little impulsive. Um, and so I ask questions all the time in the middle of people's stories. And I feel bad going back now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I probably derail people's stories all the time. I feel like a jerk. Well, and some of this is, you know, in natural conversation, we're going to have that. We're going to have questions that are asked. You know, this is more of the, when someone's coming to you for advice, someone right. really needs you to listen. Gotcha. Um, do you mind if we try that again? Sure. Yeah. And, um, I'll try to do this well this time. <laughs> okay. So in, uh, in just about a week, I have to go back to work. And I'm sad because I've really, I'm not sad that I'm going back to work. Like I, I love the people I work with. It's really, um, it's a great joy to be the director of campus ministry. There. Mm-hmm. I love all the students. I love my coworkers. Uh, but I'm, I'm leaving something really, really beautiful and really good. Like I've had... Uh, just about seven weeks now to just spend time with this brand new baby and form this form a bond with her and let her know she's loved and she's trusted and a little a little part of me is, is sad I, I won't get to see as much you know now I get to see everything so every day uh, I'm around her and I get to see her grow and I get to see that you know those first smiles and the kind of the awakening of all of those different senses and their cognitive abilities Uh, and now I'm going to start missing 40 hours of that a week Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not fun to to look forward to so like I'm looking forward to to my friends and and all the students Uh, but at the same time I'm not looking forward to to leaving that little girl Mm -hmm. Um, It, it sounds like you're experiencing a point of tension because you're excited about going back to your job because you love it, mm-hmm. and at the same time, you're sad to be leaving your baby girl here. Yeah, I mean, both of those things are true. Like, it's uh, I'm, be- I'm between a rock and a hard place because they're I've got two good things, um, mm-hmm. and I, they both are, are drawing my attention and my desires. Um, and I, I wish I could buy locate. <laughs> <laughs> then I, could, I wouldn't have to miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you're you're sad that you're going to miss something. Yeah. Yeah, because no, I, I mean, I will. Um, I might not. I might not be there when she starts to crawl, and I might not be there uh, when she starts to laugh mm. and giggle. You know, I'll hear about it later that day, and, and hopefully, I'll be able to see it. Um, but what if she just does it once that day, and she doesn't do it again for a few days? Um, so I don't know. You know, if I'll get to see that stuff. Um, well, your father's heart is wonderful. Thanks. Wanting to show Kiara um, that she's trusted and loved. I think he said that. Yeah. And, um, just, it, it sounds like you're reveling in this time that you've been able to spend with her. Absolutely. Yeah. What a consolation that is yeah. that you got to spend that precious time with her. 
yeah, it, it has, I would say Constellation's been, uh, been a great, or that's a great word for it because I, you know, going forward, I know like most people get a week, if that, or maybe a long weekend. Uh, and I had basically two months, um, to, to be with her and spend time and grow and, and, uh, develop that father daughter relationship. So, mm. uh, that'll go a long way. <laughs> See how different that was? Yeah, no, that was a much more pleasant. <laughs> like, I, I feel so much better right now. Um, and I didn't ask any questions. Uh, I just reflected back to you what you were saying, and then you shared more and got deeper for yourself. Yeah. And were able to solidify the things, because it was coming from you. It wasn't coming from me. Right. I mean, you just really, like, the, uh, you had kind of one longer question there, which was asking me about the tension. Um, but really, you were just kind of, like, reminding me of what I said and that allowed me to think about those things a little bit more mm-hmm. um, I don't have to look back I'm not even sure that that was a question yeah it might not have been like I, I don't know I think it was probably just a statement of yeah. this is what I hear you saying um, well great job Kimmy I think your, your first two weeks really paid off um, well I'm excited to bring this out into the world and um, use it in everyday conversations of when people come just asking for advice yeah, and it, especially better. in my work, as students come and, and want to talk, I will make sure not to, to ask too many questions. I'll just listen. <laughs> All right. Until next time, guys. All right. God bless everybody. Bye.